how can we, as fathers and husbands, lead our family closer to God? What characteristics make up a man after God's own heart? What characteristics don't? Each week, we'll discuss what we think it takes to grow closer to God, our wives, and our kids. This is Unhindered Men. Well, Blake, it's another week, um, another challenge that we have completed. We'll get into that more later. Uh, but for this week, uh, the topic is all about thankfulness. So I'm uh, kind of interested just to hear uh, kind of what your opening thoughts are on that. I know the Bible says a little bit about that, and it certainly plays a, a part in our lives, um, or at least it should. Uh, so yeah, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Yeah, I think I think thankfulness tends to be something that maybe we kind of take for granted that we kind of kind of overlook it. We put it kind of on the back burner, or maybe we just think that we're automatically doing it, and maybe we aren't. Um, and it can be such a game changer, really, uh, knowing that, I mean, just imagine on, on our end, I know that I really appreciate it when she tells me thank you for something and that she really appreciated something. And, you know, so it, it can have the same effect on uh, on our wives and on our kids. And, and it's really important. You know, sometimes, so like for me, as far as thankfulness goes, like in my head, I'm really good at it, okay? Because, like, I say thank you for everything. Like, uh, every night that if if my wife cooks, I you know if I tell her thanks that it was great. Everything she does, I say thanks. But yeah, sometimes if if that's you know we've kind of brought up love languages before, yep, and if it's not her love language for, for like words of affirmation and stuff, it, it may just be words to her. It, it just, even though you're trying and you're doing things and you're saying thank you and you're showing your, your appreciative, it may not be hitting her and fulfilling her the way that you think it is. And so there's sometimes you got to try to show that thankfulness and that, that gratefulness in, in a different way. Yeah. I know I for know me, Oh, sorry. No, that's, I was just going to say, I don't know how for you that, how that works out, but. Yeah, I know for me, and I think maybe this is like typical in a lot of marriages, I'm not sure, but like me and my wife, we always kind of have like those set duties that we're just kind of responsible for around the house um, or maybe with the kids. And I think like, it's so easy to just get in the flow and habit of doing those things that they just become routine and like for me, at least personally, like I did, it just starts to become an expectation and it's not something that I'm like, oh, I even need to say thank you for doing that when really, you know, she or myself might feel like, man, like I keep doing this day in and day out and I never um, am shown any things for it. And it could lead to some frustration or, you know, might lead you to like not want to do the chore anymore. Right. So I'm totally there with you. I, I think it's something that like kind of opposite of you, like it doesn't come like to the front of my mind all the time, but I think it's something that, that it should. And I think most people should, could probably improve in some area um, of trying to oh, give thanks. And absolutely. I mean, if you take, if you just like take a moment take a step back and think about all the things that your wife has done just today alone. Like 
I should have probably said thank you. Like, I don't like three dozen times. I don't know, <laughs> like probably more than that. But I could probably tell you that, you know, the moments I've said it on one hand and I don't think that's, that's a good thing or it's okay, but I think it's, yeah, I think it just becomes kind of a habit, you know? Yeah. It's exactly what you were talking about with take, you know, kind of making it an expectation and you just don't even think, you know, well, you're just doing what you're supposed to do. It's kind of like the same when you go out to a, a restaurant, I'm like, I say thank you for everything. Even if they're not bringing me stuff, they bring, you know, Kaylee something. And I say, thank you. You know, like that's just how I am. But you know, when you look at it, yeah, they're just doing their job. But at the same time, when I'm doing my job, I know I appreciate it when somebody tells me, thank you, you know, just because I'm supposed to be doing it doesn't mean that I can't be appreciated for it. Right. And isn't it kind of interesting that like, cause that brought me, that brought a thought to my head. Like when you were saying, we say thank you to, you know, if we, the waitress at the restaurant or, you know, someone who might hold the door open for you, like, we say thank you so many more times to strangers. Oh, absolutely. Than we do to the people that we love in our own house. Yeah. A lot of times I think it's kind of like love. So love and thankfulness. They're they're kind of the the two things, the two topics that we we just kind of assume that our spouse or our kids know. They know that they know that we love them. They know that we appreciate them. But do they? If you constantly decide not to to show it in whatever way, whether, like I said, with love languages, whether you're trying to make it into something that actually hits that, you know, has a greater impact on them, mm-hmm. they may be feeling kind of empty that they're not maybe necessarily feeling as appreciated as you think that you made them feel. Right. Or maybe you haven't, like you said, maybe you haven't, necessarily made as great effort as you think you should have okay but you just assume well she knows yeah you know she knows and if you're in the yeah right and if you're like if you feel like you're in a place where you don't feel like you're being told thank you enough then i think the first place you need to look is in the mirror and ask yourself am i saying thank you because I think this is one of those areas where you can definitely lead by example and the people around you are going to pick up on that and reciprocate it. Uh, Yeah, for sure. That's a great place to start. And I think too, you know, it's really important in this aspect of marriage and as, as parents, you know, as fathers um, to, to show that we're thankful to make sure it's a part of what we're doing, but also, in doing so, we need to show as an example, both for our wife and for our kids, that we're really appreciative of what God has done and, and realizing. So like uh, it talks in Proverbs about how uh, a man who finds a wife has found a good thing and that he will be, uh, he will have favor in the Lord. And, and so that's basically saying, look, if, if you find a wife, you should be grateful for her. You know, that that's a gift from God. Uh, another way that it puts it in Proverbs is like that, that the woman is the, the crown, the man's crown, you know? So it's, she's somebody to be grateful for, you know, it, it goes on and talks about 
uh, I guess I don't know what, I think that's in Proverbs also, but maybe it's pretty sure it's in Proverbs where it talks about, uh, you know, children are a blessing from God and a man who has many of them, his, his quiver, they're like arrows and, and the man who has many of them, his, his quiver is full, you know, yeah. and that's, that's a good thing. So I think we need to be appreciative of what God is giving us and, you know, take time to thank him for what he has given us and really appreciate what he's given us. Yeah. And then what comes to mind when you read those, those verses is that like, it doesn't say anywhere, give thanks when you're happy or if you're in a good mood, it's just, it ends with give thanks, be thankful for your wife, be thankful for your kids. It's like in, uh, I think it's, uh the book of thessalonians it says something about um pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances and that's god's will for us yeah and uh uh one of the verses that is used so often in really even in secular world but it's misused even in in christian world is uh philippians 4:13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, but you that's taking that out of context because what you need to actually look at is the verses around it. And, he, and it's Paul talking about that in all things, he has found the secret to be content. He's, he's grateful no matter what he's going through, whether it's a high or a low, he's always thankful. And, and being grateful and focusing on the blessings and focusing on understanding that he is the Lord of the universe and he is all powerful and he's with you. He's on your side. If you want to say, I get hesitant to say on your side, hopefully you're on his side is more important, but, uh, but he's beside you. He's never going to leave you, you know, finding that contentment in all situations, you can do all things. You can find that contentment no matter what situation you're in, as long as you are in Christ. Yeah. And isn't it so true that contentfulness kind of leads to to being thankful like i know yeah. a lot of men like myself included speaking from experience like we can get so caught up in like chasing after you know a certain dream or wanting to buy the next new car or maybe in our case the next new camper yeah you know because sure. we love camping <laughs> and always thinking about bigger and better and not necessarily always just for for ourselves individually, but also for our family, we get so wrapped up in all of that, that we just completely forget what we already have and we're not thankful for it. I agree wholeheartedly. And also there is a a difference and I know we're kind of on the line here, but there is a difference between contentment and complacency. Right. As a fine line, but you you should be in content for for what God has given you. But also, if God is trying to push you into doing bigger and better things for Him, for moving the kingdom forward, don't be complacent in your faith. Yeah, don't be complacent in your thankfulness that you already have. You should. Oh, it's just like us doing these challenges every week. We're not doing a challenge for that week and then saying, "Okay, we're done with that." No, it's it's constantly building. We're trying to be better every time. We're always making that step to have a better relationship with our wife and kids and our better relationship with Christ. 
it's it's always stepping forward and always moving we're we're con- content in knowing that he is with us throughout this journey but we're not complacent and not sitting still and not trying to grow that's such a great distinction to make and i think you could you could apply that exact same concept to marriage as well absolutely you have to yeah if you start to grow complacent within your marriage and you don't see growth there that's way different than being content yeah no that goes back into you know just what i just said that we're content in our in knowing that christ is with us throughout that you know we we're to love our wives as christ loved the church and so we can't be complacent because Christ was always moving forward mm-hmm. for the kingdom, for the church, to build what was going to be coming for, for you and for me. You know, all he was always striving forward. He, yeah. now, he didn't leave anybody behind. He was always, you know, taking care of the poor and the blind and the, the sick and all of that. And he was always teaching the good news. He was always, always doing something to forward the kingdom. Yeah, and I think that's why it's so important um, to have discernment in all matters and to be constantly in communication with God, because if you don't kind of, if you don't understand, you know, and I personally can't say that I always can hear God and understand what he's telling me, but the better that you get at using those muscles and hearing when God speaks to you, the better you'll be able to to discern what things to pursue, which things are godly, and which things are driven by yourself. Um, and some of those things that could maybe cause more disorder and more, more of a lack of content um, and thankfulness. So it kind of just makes me think of like, how, so when I grew up, how I was taught to pray was you kind of you kind of start with what should have the highest priority. And so when you pray, the first thing you do is you praise God. You say, God, you're almighty, you're all knowing, your mercy extends throughout the ages. You know, you can pick whatever you're feeling at the moment. But then after that, you move on to telling God what you're thankful for. It's the second thing. That kind of shows how important it is. (laughs) Um, And I think oftentimes when we pray, or at least when I pray, I want to just jump straight to the requests. Oh, yeah. That's the natural thing to want to do. And even, you know, maybe, maybe you praise God, but it's like, hey, God, you're awesome. Hey, can you do this for me? (laughs) Yeah. We just kind of maybe check the box, but just skip right over it. And so... I think uh, something for us to try to be more mindful of as we pray um, is trying to maybe put more focus on the first parts of the prayer, um, the praising for God, just for being who God is and for no other reason, and then thanking him for what he's done in our lives. Because we, I mean, I know you and you know me, like there's so much to be thankful for. Oh, absolutely. Um and I know I feel blessed and I think you do too. And so not only should we relay um, 
that gratitude to our spouse and kids, but we should most definitely prioritize that with God too. Yeah. I mean, and, and what you're saying, it's, it's biblical. I mean, it has bad biblical backing when you look at when Jesus taught us the Lord's prayer, you know, that setup follows that, you know, he's talking, it's giving all credit to God right at the beginning. And, and, eventually it gets down to where he's asking, you know, give us our, this day, our daily bread, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. So, yeah. I, and that was, you know, we had a pastor when we lived in Renwick and he was a military pastor. And so he was like, it was really hard to go through confirmation with and all that kind of stuff. And, um, but one day I asked him, how to pray. And that was what he said was that, you know, and that's something that stuck with me always. Me too. And, you know, so no matter what, like when I pray at night with Naomi or Esme, either one, I, that's one of the things I do is I thank God for Naomi. And I make sure that she hears that I, I thank God for her and for her sister and, you know, and, and, it's amazing the impact they pick up on that right away. I mean, because you finish the prayer and she's, she's gotten really good for the most part at waiting till after the prayer is over. But after the end of the prayer, then she'll, you pray for me. Yep. I did. Thank you. You know, and it's, it's that's adorable awesome. and it's, and it's, I'm, that's just one more thing I'm thankful for that. It's having an impact on her that I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I have, found Christ when I did before I had kids and I'm able to lead them in this direction and that, you know, and I'm grateful that I had a wife who kind of helped guide me back down this path Mm -hmm. because I wasn't on this path. You know, I, there's a big difference in knowing Jesus and, and, you know, and, and following Jesus. Yeah, because even even the demons know who Jesus is. Right. So, you know, there's lots of people I know. I know Chuck Norris, but I don't, <laughs> you know, have a relationship with Chuck Norris. Like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, we all know of people, but do you actually know them? Do you have a relationship with them? And that should be what you're focusing on with Christ is having that relationship, not just yeah, I know who Jesus is in the Bible and, you know, non-believers know who Jesus is. Non-believers know a whole multitude of verses that because they're so popular. Most of them don't even know that it's from the Bible. They just know that they, they like this. They, you know, uh, Jace Robertson talked about a time that he was out on, on stage and he recited, they were told him not to read the Bible, hmm. which is, you're not going to tell Jace. To, he's just not going to do that (laughs) he didn't read the bible but he's read the bible so many times he's got multiple verses that he knows Mm -hmm. and so he went into the the first corinthians what is that 13 4 where it's like you know love is patient love is kind you know and all through the list and he just recited that from memory and you know at the end of it there was a woman come up to a lot of them uh women, men, all that. That was an awesome poem. Where did you get that? He said, it's in the Bible. It is, <laughs> you know, but 
I, I don't know why I went to that story. It just I made me think of it for some reason, and it's just funny. But yeah, yeah, I like it. No, and I think it's right, and I, I think um, one of the first steps, like, to getting to to know God and and the transition from knowing who God is to actually following Him is reading the Bible, right? And the Bible kind of lays out, you know, how how Christ has called us to live our lives, um, kind of in accordance with Him. And it just strikes me like the topics we've covered so far are so so big in that area. You know, respect others. You know, you forgiveness is probably second behind love. Um, and now we're on to uh, forgive. Well, no thankfulness. Thankfulness. On this one. I apparently need to have another coffee. Um, That's why I got the big guy out. <laughs> And thankfulness. So I think like as we as we continue down this journey, um, like my hope, because I grew up going to church, it just became kind of a habit for me. But then in my adult life, kind of separated from that a little bit, um, not knowing like where where my church home was or should be, um, and just kind of lost track of it. Um, and now I'm so thankful that like I mean, your family and my wife have had such a big impact in 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 feeling um, like you're holding me accountable in some ways, um, and also just uh, having more of that like responsibility now that we do have kids um, to make sure that we're raising them to know God. Um, yeah. All of that has kind of brought us back um, to the, to church life. Um, and kind of back into becoming followers of Christ. So all that to say, like, I'm excited to see where this podcast goes um, as we get further along um, and just kind of seeing the transformation that takes place in, in both of our lives um, and hopefully hearing how um, some of our listeners' lives have transformed too. Yeah, absolutely. So another way just to throw this in there another way that you can uh, show that you're thankful to god is god gives us gifts uh, a lot of times he gives us multiple gifts and so using those gifts especially using those gifts to further his kingdom and give him glory is another way that you can show how grateful you are uh, for what he's given you and sometimes it's not really what you think. It it's, it may seem so obvious once you figure it out. Right. But like for me, I'm always thinking, okay, I'm I'm not like the greatest welder, but I'm talented at it. I, I can make money at it. You know, that's obviously what dad and I build the business on is that we we can weld. And and people like our work and so I thought, well, how do I, how am I doing that to glorify God? Well, that's not the only gift he gave me. The other gift he gave me, and maybe some people will hear some of my stuff and they'll disagree, but is I, I write poetry. And I've been kind of as as a as a man, granted, it's probably in this society becoming more acceptable because men are True men are far and few between, 
but uh wait few and far between whatever that saying is you know what i'm saying yeah I yeah men and poetry don't exactly go together like even it still sounds weird to me to say i write poetry like <laughs> you know wrong with but, but that's a that's a gift that he gave me that people enjoy to read that stuff or hear that stuff and so if if anybody has followed me over from my little what i'm doing on social media and stuff with shop talk and, and stuff it i do little little poems now and then and i record them and i read them and so for the topic of thankfulness when you told me that i decided i was going to write one for this podcast nice so, so here here it is listener you're in for a treat right now and it's it's a short one so it's nothing nothing too long okay so here it is he who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the lord and that marriage is never stronger than when god is the third strand of that cord you see, he doesn't just bless you with a wife and then walk away. He's present right there with you, even through the day-to-day. I'm so thankful for the wife with whom he blessed me. Without her in my life, I don't know where I'd be. There's times, unfortunately, that I've taken her for granted, to be sure. My relationship with God is in large part thanks to her. My children are also such wonderful blessings from him. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Be thankful, husbands, and not harsh to your wives, so you may enjoy your relationship with God and live unhindered lives. I'm speechless, man. <laughs> that is so true. I mean, you just spoke truth into the world. Like, so Be looking for those kind of gifts, too. And maybe it's not something you think is really a gift, and yet you could impact somebody else with that and use it to glorify God. You know, sometimes people Which, have gifts like this and you look at and they they use it for rap music that's now some people use there is good rap music that that is actually clean and, and praising God and and I I applaud those guys, you know. But there's some that just put out trash. Right. And and I don't I'm I mean trash is in what it's the topics, you know what it's talking about is, you know, putting down their parents, putting down their wives, putting down, you know, killing people, those kind of things. No, use these kind of gifts and glorify God with them. That's why he gave them to you. And it's all about him. Yeah. There's just, there's ways that you can express yourself, especially through the arts. I mean, any type of arts um, that, that honor God and show God and really, it's a form of expression, um, ways to share how you view the world and what you think of the world. And since we're made in God's image, that's kind of an extension by extension, like you're expressing God. Um, if you have, you know, if you're producing artwork, like in that frame of mind, which I think you are doing. So I think, uh, God definitely blesses your, your pen because that's pretty good stuff. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So and hopefully all the listeners enjoyed it. Um, I'm sure there'll be many more to come. Yeah, I hope so. It's something I enjoy doing. And especially when I actually finally got in that mind mindset of I can do this and actually glorify God through it. That, that really started. Now I've 
been able to write more than I have in a long time. I kind of got out of writing it because I only saw it as, and, and this is good, bad, I don't know, what it, whatever you want to call it. I, I basically thought of it as only I can write these for my wife and that's it. I'm not going to do anything. Nobody else needs to know about them. Nobody, you know, I can hide this and it's just to my wife. And then, but yes, that's part of it. I certainly should write these things. This is, this is a gift I have and I should write these things for her. And I, I plan to write, you know, I have each, I have a journal for each daughter that I have. I got two daughters. And so I, I have a journal for them that I'm going to be adding poems in their individual. So as they grow older, they'll have multiple uh, poems to read written by me. But also I can put this stuff out thanks to social media and stuff like that to where I can actually glorify God through them. For sure, man. Uh, That makes me think of let it shine um, because so we read, so Cooper has a book called let it shine and it just goes through the whole song and it's like a flat book and it's super cute and he likes it. But kind of what you were saying um, reminds me of that because like, when you're given a gift um, that God is using in particular um, to kind of spread the word and the message, um, I think it's kind of our duty to make sure that um, in in the terms of the book, like let it shine instead of, you know, hiding it under a bushel or letting the devil blow it out. Uh, And I think like the devil wants nothing more than to blow it out or for you to not use that gift. And so I think a lot of times um, when we have talents like that, we're not intentionally um, not doing them or not using them or not putting things out in the world, um, but we kind of just get busy with everyday life. And so it just falls off. And that's exactly what the devil wants. And so I'm super stoked um, that you're you're getting back into it and that you're even willing to share um, more publicly. Um, I think that right there is just like taking a knife to the devil, uh, yeah. which it's got to feel good, man. And I know like it makes me think. So like I used to do photography all the time. I haven't really touched it for a long time either. And that's something you're very talented at. Um, that's that was a passion of mine. Um, same with you know graphic design, which uh, I'm not really doing so much of anymore um, in everyday life. Um, so it just makes me think of how maybe I can try to use my gifts more um, to honor God and to maybe uh, spread the word. Yep, something to be considering and thinking about. For sure. What gifts do you have that you can use to further the kingdom and to glorify God? Yeah. Have you ever uh, taken just like a free online spiritual gifts quiz or anything like that? I have not. I actually didn't even know that they had those. Okay. So, and I can't remember where it originates in the Bible, but essentially um, there's, you know, biblical teachings that would say that like, Christ or the Holy Spirit, when he's living inside of us, has equipped us with certain gifts. And those gifts could vary from one person to the next. Um, So I know someone from my home church who can actually speak in tongues. Um, Really? 
randomly, you know, it just kind of comes upon this person. Um, she doesn't like plan for it to happen necessarily. Um, but when the Holy Spirit is strong um, in the room, maybe, or inside her, um, she can speak in tongues. So I know mm -hmm. that is one spiritual gift example. Um, for me, when I took the, qu the quiz, and when you take the quiz, it's kind of like what you were saying before, like, it'll just kind of hit you like, oh, now I see it. Like, that makes total sense. Um, and if it doesn't, then maybe, like, I don't know how accurate all the quizzes are. So you might want to try a different <laughs> <Yeah>. one, <laughs> you know, or maybe ask your pastor or someone who maybe um, could lend, you know, insight to it. Um, that's not just a computer screen. But regardless, um, my spiritual gift was encouragement. So it's just a, a something that comes more naturally to me, um, something that maybe people can easily relate to when I'm the one giving it in certain scenarios. I will say, like, with it being a spiritual gift, I've noticed for sure that, like, when I feel further away from God, I feel like that gift is lesser than when yeah. i'm feeling closer to god and i'm praying more often um and it does feel like i'm more capable of doing that um when i'm in that more daily communication with him um, and reading the bible and being more intentional with my faith so it's just interesting um maybe yeah if you yeah, have a free moment i'd be super curious to see uh what yours is yeah i'll have to look but, into that be that'd be interesting to know yeah for sure and then i there's probably a dozen or so different gifts that have been defined probably more uh so i i'm not recalling any of the others but pretty interesting stuff yeah for sure getting into the challenges and seeing how we did last week we were talking about forgiveness and really focusing in on wanting to forgive in the way that we wanted to be forgiven. And so in doing so, we were going to respond uh, to our, our wives and our children, uh, not in anger or in irritation, but to do so with grace and mercy and love. And so how did you do with that this week? Yeah, I think this was a great challenge for me um, personally, because I do find myself lacking patience uh, sometimes and that can lead to being angry um and so i felt again i failed to get a report card from my wife so self-evaluating myself here but uh try not to toot my own horn too much but i thought you know just having the challenge in the back of my mind really helped me um to think first rather than just being in like a reactionary state the whole time when something didn't go my way. Um, and so I actually felt like I was just less angry, uh, had less anger in those situations um, throughout the week. So one specific example was, uh, so Cooper, uh, my 16 month old, he was getting sick earlier this week and we're going on vacation next week um, and he's staying with the grandparents. And I think he's kind of sensing um, that we're going somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's just been kind of extra clingy. Um, whenever we drop him off at daycare, 
you know, he's kind of gotten upset, um, not wanted us to go. Kind of the same thing um, at bedtime, uh, one of the nights this week. And so I usually am the one that puts him down every night. Um, so we'll read a couple books and then I'll just put him in his crib uh, when he's still awake, just so that he can kind of learn to put himself to sleep. Well, this one night in particular, um, I put him down in his crib, had closed the door, gone downstairs, was moving on to, you know, life after your kids are asleep, just hanging out. Um, And the baby monitor went off and he was standing up in his crib, just bawling. I mean, just crying, like really, really, I don't know. It was not just a little sob. So anyways, maybe historically speaking, I would have been frustrated, bent out of shape, um, that I needed to go back up and figure out what was going on. This time, um, I thought I handled it a lot better um, mentally. Um, I never had, you know, those feelings of of anger. It feels like a strong word, right? But that's ultimately mm-hmm. what it is. Um, and so I went back upstairs, picked him up, and just kind of held him and swayed him until he was... Um, not crying anymore he was still awake but not crying um and so after a little while i put him back down in the crib um and then left again and he was good for the rest of the night nice. so that was maybe uh that was kind of the moment that stood out to me where i was tested the most this past week with that um and i assure you i'm sure you know i wasn't perfect um, I'm sure I still had fleeting thoughts or something. I, I couldn't tell you what now, but um, I thought I responded a lot better to it. And sometimes part of it is getting a hold of those thoughts and making sure that they don't come out of you. Exactly. That's so important. And I think what I'm learning is that, like, even though he's so young and, like, can't communicate through words, like, he picks up on so much, especially body mm-hmm. language. And I mean, I've even noticed just like when he was even younger, like holding him, if you're tense, then he's not going to fall asleep as quickly as if you're like relaxed, your arms are just kind of hanging with him. Like mm-hmm. it makes a huge difference. And yeah, so sure. um, I think that's something else to learn, like to your point, like in those feelings of anger um, and maybe it's not even anger, but just make sure that your outward appearance um, is not giving that away. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how I um, thought I did. How about you? Um, so again, I, I asked my wife, see how she thought I was doing. And I don't know that I necessarily got a, a good report. I kind of just didn't get any rep- report really. Uh, she was, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a nice, it was a compliment. Um, she said, you don't really, seem irritated with me all that often so i guess that's a good thing um yeah it does mean that there's not plenty of room for improvement because there's a lot of times that i guess maybe i i hit it well when i responded but i had kind of like you were talking about thoughts maybe there that i was angry or irritated or frustrated you know um and I did think I, you know, like like you said, having that in the back of your head, that, that challenge, 
it is making a difference. And forgiveness is is certainly one of those things that when you're doing it, it can have an immediate impact. Right. Because if you go from, you know, really kind of bringing stuff up all the time and not forgiving and and not showing grace and showing your irritation and your anger, and then you go to where you are making a, a definite visible effort not to do that anymore and to actually forgive, it immediately changes the whole feeling of everything, the whole uh, climate, if you want to call it that. Uh, oh, it just makes a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're creating a more loving environment. Yes, by doing that. environment. That's what I yeah. was trying to go for. Atmosphere, whatever. All those, you know, great words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I promise, I actually do have a gift for words. I don't no i believe it (laughs) but anyways um so actually last night was a huge test for me uh we have a three-year-old who sometimes doesn't want to go to bed and started off i was putting her to bed and quite honestly i kind of sort of fell asleep in the chair but she was in her bed and she was just not going to sleep so i kind of woke up after i dozed off and said okay i'm gonna I'm going to go check on your mom and then I'm, I'll, I'll check back in on you in a little while. Cause I want her, like you were saying about the putting him to bed while he's still awake. Yeah. That's a good idea because we fight very difficult for us to do that with Naomi. Esme, we can kind of lay her down and she's fine, but Naomi, she really doesn't like, she wants to be asleep before you leave. Yeah. And sometimes it does, it takes forever. And so, um, it was me for a while. I left. I don't know if she was crying or what, but Kaylee went in there and checked on her and laid with her and tried to lay with her. Uh-huh. And she still was just messing around and messing around. And you know, she's not upset or crying. She just messing around. Won't, won't lay still. Won't. So Kaylee left. Well, then she freaked. I mean, banging on the door, you know, just pounding on it, screaming. Uh-huh wakes up her sister um and so i went in and set her on the bed you know told her that this is not how we act it's not you know she's just screaming and screaming doesn't throw in a tantrum and she doesn't do this very often but every so often she just works herself up to a point where it's like goodness and so i grabbed her Picked her up, took her all the way down to the basement. I closed the basement door, took the took her down to the bottom of the steps, and I sat across from her and just waited for a little bit while she's screaming and stomping, mm-hmm. like a minute or two. And, you know, there were several times where I was tempted just to shout, just to yell, you know, and, and I, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And then I finally told her, you need to come sit in my lap. Why don't you just come sit in my lap? because she's still crying and screaming wouldn't do it so i i counted to three she didn't even counting to three usually if i get to two she does whatever i said you know because she knows i follow through on whatever i said mm-hmm. well i got to three she still said no so i grabbed her set her in my lap i'm sitting on the floor the basement floor you know leaning up against our deep freeze and she's still just screaming and crying and throwing a fit just this tantrum and I just leaned in and I said, Naomi, I love you, but you're better than this. Immediately stopped. 
That was it. That was the end of it. As soon as I, I have no idea why that had that effect, but that's one of those cases where I showed grace. I showed love. Yeah. I did not show anger. She may have seen some irritation. I'm not going to pretend like I wasn't irritated. This this went on until a quarter to 11 last night. I oh, usually wow. get up at 5, 5.30. So, you know, I, I wasn't happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend I was happy when I took her downstairs. I was angry. Yeah. But I tried, and she she knew I was angry. But I didn't sit there and scream at her, which I could have done. I certainly in the past have raised my voice at her. I haven't necessarily screamed at her, but I've I've definitely raised my voice. And look, kids need discipline. I'm not saying that you should let a kid do this. But when I saw the opportunity, I leaned in and just told her that, reminded her that I love her, but that she is better than this. And this is, and that little statement, for some reason, I think the fact that she knew that I loved her Mm-hmm. And she she agrees that she's better than this. Yeah. Even at three, she knew she was better than this, that this wasn't the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And that was the end of it. Wow. Then I was able to walk her. I mean, and it was I don't I don't even know how to describe it because it was like she was so upset. It's one of those things you think no matter even if she's trying to calm down, she's I remember being a little kid and I get that worked up and it's even as you're trying not to cry and scream anymore, you might get rid of the screaming, but you just can't help but cry. You know, you just can't control. And it was bam, a switch. She was just done. Wow. And I've never, it was, it was very strange. It was very interesting. Yeah. It usually Uh, doesn't happen that way. (laughs) No, no, it doesn't. So, but it's something that I do want to try to make more of an emphasis on making sure in those moments, even in discipline, I'm telling her, I love you, but this is what we're doing. And this is why, you know, not letting her run over me and run over her mom and, you know, making sure there's structure and discipline because that's important. And the Bible says it's important. Uh, more or less calls you not very smart if you don't discipline. <laughs> Right, and I, there's just a big difference between that and and being angry. And I think, yeah, anger yeah. doesn't get you anywhere. And be a bully, or you can be a, a father. Yeah, exactly. And I think we know which one's better. So, absolutely. Well, so what is the challenge for this week? The challenge for this week got a good one for us. So. This week is is really just between um, you and God. So our goal, our challenge is to pray at least once every day um, of the next week. And this might be the more challenging part, but be sure to begin at least one prayer every every day, but but aim for every prayer. Start by telling God something that you're thankful for. Um, instead of of skipping that and jumping right into you know asking him for something, um, and we'll we'll report back and and see how we did. And I will add one more thing. Um, I can do this too, but go out and find a free spiritual gifts test online. Take it, 
and uh, we'll share the results next week. I'm super curious to see what you are. Yeah, that sounds great. I, I love that challenge. I think that's a wonderful challenge. Thankfulness is something that can be so simple to do, but can have such a huge impact. So I love the challenge. I look forward to thanking God for all of the amazing blessings that he's given me. So uh, with that, I suppose we should close in prayer. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Lord, we are so grateful that we've been able to come together and do this podcast, in particular this topic of thankfulness. We know how important it is to be thankful for our wives. We know their blessings from you and and every every child that we get, we're so grateful for. And we know that that's an opportunity to raise another one of your children. And Lord, we just pray that that we can be examples as husbands uh, to be thankful and to show that thankfulness and be a leader in that category to our wives and, and to our kids. And we help us to look for those opportunities to be thankful for them and also to show them what it's like to be thankful to other people who maybe didn't deserve it. And we just pray that that you be with us on this journey and, and help us help point out through the Holy Spirit the different blessings that you have given us. And we look forward to checking back in next week on this and just be with everybody through their week, help to keep everybody safe and, and be looking for those thankful opportunities. And send the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So come back next week and we look forward to seeing how each other did and hopefully seeing how you did.